it's getting harder to do these openers. Yeah, I mean, after you do like over a hundred of them. Yeah, it, even beyond that, like I don't think people people just want like the meat. Like I used to think that podcasts were like, here's a drink, here's an appetizer, here's the main course, here's a dessert. No, nah, it's more like hate eating a bag of Doritos entirely by <laughs> yourself. <laughs> hate eating a bag of Doritos. Like that is a whole mood. I love hate eating. <laughs> when I'm really, really mad, I can just take it out on myself. <laughs> like to keep with the food analogy, I don't know if it's so much like just hate eating a bag of Doritos, but it's just like how like if you go to a nice restaurant, you do, you get your drink first and then like an appetizer or bread um, and then maybe a, even a salad and then you get your main course, possibly a second course and then your dessert and then even after dessert coffee. I mean, if you really want to extend it that far, but like I think for this kind of stuff, they, it's like fast food. They just want... Their, their burger and their fries, and sometimes a Coke. The danger of the bread analogy is that what if you fill up on the bread and then you can't eat any of the really good food? We just spend forever or in this opener. Or the salsa and chips, or if, oh, if, you're, if you're us, queso and chips. You know what? Sometimes we do whole episodes of just salsa and chips, and I, I'm fine with that. Because <laughs> they, they know what they're doing, man, giving us those free... <laughs> I used to do that. I used to go to a Mexican restaurant when I was at college, and I would literally just get the salsa and chips and then because i knew they couldn't give me them for free if i didn't also order something i would order a single cheese quesadilla nothing in it no sides just the dollar 50 cheese quesadilla from the sides menu and they wouldn't charge me and i would stay there for hours eating the salsa and chips <laughs> there is a picture of you in a mexican restaurant in savannah georgia do not serve this like, woman like no more chips and salsa, like a big red X through your uh, through your face. That's what they do, so you don't do that. You have to eat something. Oh, uh, it was that and uh, like a sprite. <laughs> that way, I knew. Nope, nope. I wouldn't. I wasn't drinking soda at that time. It was a glass of water. They must have hated me. I always tip them five dollars, even when I ate like a dollar fifty quesadilla, just to make them feel like I'm sorry. I've I've spent so much time here. Well, I mean, you're a college kid, so they. I'm I'm sure they probably didn't expect much more. But the fact that you did tip them tip them well was good. So. Uh, that's always like sometimes the servers don't care like you get into some like of those places they low, really don't care i never was a server i've worked in food but i've never been a server yeah. but as far as i know i'm a low maintenance diner Just and and that's what people want like i um i had a four-hour layover in minneapolis st paul one year uh because i used to go and visit my grandparents up in illinois and i would fly from their house to south dakota uh where my other grandparents lived and it was actually really fun for me to be able to fly i know a lot of people hate flying but flying to me is kind of like a fun little thing i get to do and i had a four-hour layover and i went immediately after i got off my plane found my gate and i was like okay this is where i need to go now where can i go and sit for three hours i envy you every layover i have has been a pell-mell rush oh, from I, gate I had a that. to gate f i had that one time i think it was either that same trip or like a year you know, before or after where like I had less than 10 minutes to get from one gate to a turn and they happen to be at the opposite ends as it goes, you know, Chicago O'Hare Easter weekend getting from gate oh, that's a so much. Worse. It was like gate A to gate double H. Like that's how oh, far off I was yeah, carrying, Chicago and then carrying um, a giant portfolio full of the artwork I was working oh, please on. Please tell me you had like the, yes. the shoulder strap. Oh, that makes it so much just, better. Just <laughs> flying through yeah. the airport. I ended up finding like a Chili's or, uh, uh, Ruby Tuesdays. It was a Ruby Tuesdays, and I like I I it sat down, is. and a guy comes over. He was super nice. He was like, "Hey, you know, my name's Blah. What can I do for you?" I'm like, "Yeah, um, 
I'm my, I'm sure well, you could. I'm gonna sit here for the next three and a half hours. You don't have to worry a damn thing about no, no, me. No, no, no. It's like I do want to eat, but give me maybe about you know 20, 30 minutes. And like I'm going to eat, and I'm, but like he gave me like a soda or something like that. And I sat and I read a book, and it was one of the most chilly because I think I ate. And then I did end up getting a dessert, and I tipped him really well because I sat there for three hours. This but they're used a, to it because they work in an airport. This is a pre-pandemic story. Oh fuck yeah! You can, oh god yeah! Isn't it? You can tell when it's the, the nice light parts of life. This was pre the world came to an end times. Came to a halting stop. All right, but enough yeah. bread. He's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. You see I how forgot scary we were, it was? Yeah, I completely forgot. Like, we I was ready to lost. roll on, like, <laughs> airport stories. <laughs> and now that's what we're reviewing oh, today. Have we ever told the story of uh, when you and I flew to, Tex- flew to Texas? Oh, well, I, I will tell we'll tell you, save it for the end. We'll okay. save it for the end. A fun story about when Aaron and I flew to Texas. So to, to entice on, you to stay to the on end. On 9-11. Yeah. Uh, not that not 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 that one no 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 (laughs) you can find us on facebook at married to the idea you can email us at married to the idea reviews at gmail.com if you feel like throwing some cash our way for our witty banter and bread please you can visit (laughs) patreon.com slash married to the idea we have lots of tiers available and when you first sign up you get a cool sticker how neat is that um we did have a Twitter, but it's gone. Please don't go there. Twitter's a cesspool. And <laughs> Unless you use Twitter all the time. Unless you do, in which case we we're sorry. Twitter. It's great. Um, it's awesome. All right. So we've been watching a lot of stuff recently, but we are here to do a tier list. We have been talking. Totally on the, the shush, height of the train. Shush, 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 yes. Because you clearly don't know enough about us yet. We haven't been. <laughs> yeah, we per- don't tell our opinions around. We all. haven't been personable enough. It's time to fix that. <laughs> yeah, we-, we don't do this every two weeks and then do a weekly show for a comic book shop or anything. Oh, we'll tell you about that later, too. Yeah. Uh, so today we are going to do one of those fancy tier lists we see YouTubers doing all the time. Um, but we're going to be talking about a subject near and dear to our heart, and that is Disney villains. We're yeah. such Disney basic bitches. The villains are, are so basic. So basic. We are going to be uh, talking about Disney villains. And I know what you're saying. There are a billion Disney villains. Aaron informs me that based on official listing, the girl with glasses from Lilo and Stitch is a uh, villain. Myrtle, Myrtle. Uh, is her name. Um, I can actually get you a last name <laughs> as, I pay, as I uh vamp to try to go just a little bit further a little bit further i think you have to be funny to vamp oh wait no people can't see me that makes sense <laughs> yeah myrtle edmonds edmonds that's Th- right. she technically I is hit myrtle new- edmonds today you hit her before i bit her uh technically she's neutral neutral evil <laughs> we should have just done that just to neutral place. evil okay we'll also try to place them in that category as we go i feel like most of them are going to be chaotic evil but some of them have plans some so, of them yeah dastardly dastardly plans so yeah, the villain list is too long to speak of and there are official disney villains that you see in like all the disney villain merch but there are a few more beyond that so just we a few. wanted to not go, many but a few we wanted to go uh as undivisive as possible with this listing and so we turn to the villainous board game which is a staple in our friend game group uh we have every expansion pack 
including the Marvel edition, Marvel villains will not be entering into this. That's a no. whole other discussion. And neither will uh, Pixar. Yeah, we're not, not even caring about Pixar. We could have a whole other thing about how there really aren't Pixar villains and why that is the way it is. But we're not the talking only, about The that. only kind of weird thing is, is it, we are doing uh, classical Disney animation. You know, your classic Disney, your Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age, uh, Renaissance, Dark Age, all that stuff. Um, but we are also including um, Disney, the Disney Animation Company, with the 3D stuff because there is one or two of them on here that are from those kind of movies from like um okay so if you want to follow your rankings go look up the list of villainous disney villains that's what we'll be going through we're going to be going through it in chronological order of games being released so yeah, shout out to phantom.com their wiki that's what we're using oh right now. i love the phantom wikis that's what i was using for our keep beach city quarantine for most every episode oh yeah yeah they, we apparently we we're fans of the fandom page <laughs> fan of the fandom uh so uh, follow along at home. Give us your best thoughts. Um, as we go through the villain rank, we are going to be ranking them not like best to worst, but uh, an entirely different scale that we came up with. Though we, we may end up doing that kind of scale. Yeah. Um, we're basically taking a look at Disney villains today because we think that there are so many remakes happening, so many live-action Disney remakes, all positing from the idea of the villain, but what if... Uh, there's a bunch that come to mind, but I want to really take a look at this with Aaron because I feel like villains should just sometimes get to be villains and by twisting them and saying, no, actually, they were misunderstood good guys the whole time. It kind of robs them of their agency and potency and, and likability, as it turns out. So as we go through each one of these villains, we're going to be putting them into one of four tiers. Um, we're going to be putting them into redeemable, not redeemable, trash and my trash redeemable redeemable is the villain that we think could have an interesting story told about them even if they have had a movie about it or haven't uh where they get redeemed not quite so bad we are the same you and i not redeemable is that villain that even if they have had a movie redeeming them they shouldn't have had it in the first place they're here to be evil and delicious and we should just leave it at that uh, third category, trash. This is a trash villain that doesn't deserve to have a story told about them, so we can just put them in the gutter. <laughs> and understand these are our opinions. As always, you know, these like, are our opinions and not gospel. And yeah, like, if you disagree, that is absolutely fine. We'd actually love to hear why you disagree down in the comments below. <laughs> the comments of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, on our Facebook page. I'm sorry, hon, you're right. We I, ha- you just went through the list. I know, I did go through the list. Uh, the fourth category was one I came up with right uh, before we started recording, My Trash, because I feel like we are going to come across a villain like, this is the stupidest villain ever. I love them. <laughs> we- <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's. I'm already kind of looking at one or two that might fall into that category. Um, but, oh, shoot, I had to. Oh, yeah, like you were saying, like, where they try to redeem them and it's, almost like takes away hot take i know a lot of people like this movie and if you like this movie it's okay wait till we get no 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 it's not um it's not it's not disney i know a lot of people like this movie if you like it that's okay that's just my opinion i don't care for the joker movie i just don't i I liked christopher nolan's take on the joker is if he had a backstory it would be multiple choice um and i like that throughout the years they've like said oh no this is the joker no wait this is the joker and this you could insert that this is just another one though he did kind of rely on some of you know established stuff but i just don't care for it. i don't care for joaquin phoenix period but there there's some other elements of the joker movie that i just don't care oh for. now aaron we said we weren't going to do any marvel villains 
He's not I Marvel. Know. Oh my God, it was a joke. Chill your ass. No, I won't. He's you, not Marvel. I know, you angry fanboy. It was a joke. I know he's friend not Friend of the Marvel. podcast, Jonathan, had something very similar to this happen. He was walking through a theater and uh, some girl just randomly goes like, oh, no, 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 Wolverine's DC. And he stopped and shouted, who the fuck said that? See, that's- Who? Tell me. We can do this in our home. <laughs> you shouldn't gatekeep so hard when someone... It's not gatekeeping. I am going to cut this all out. I'm sorry. No, no, you better not. No. <laughs> it's not... I, we're I, just, gate- just going to divide the... We're just going to divide the listener, and one person's going to be like, that, I guess it wasn't a funny joke, but boy, he didn't have to go on her that hard. And the other's like, yeah, man, tell her who's boss. <laughs> so I think I need to trim it out. <laughs> Never. Aaron, let's start with the Disney list. <laughs> Okay, who I guess. Is, who is our first Disney villain that we are going to rank today? Uh, Captain Hook. Okay, okay. So I am going through the. Uh, no, through, no, the, I have not the seen the list. I've not I know, seen no, list. I know. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm telling, I'm, I'm informing our listener. Um, the I'm going through the Disney villainous list, and we are going through the boxes released essentially. So you might already know which ones are which. Okay, Captain Hook. Uh, having seen so many Peter Pan remakes where Captain Hook just turns sympathetic um, or even non-sympathetic, just an even greater antagonist. Maybe he's the kid's father from another universe. You know, there's there's a bunch of ways you could do Captain Hook. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Peter and the Star Catchers, that book yes. series from... It was, was it Dave Barry? It was Barry. <gasps> I forgot about that. I didn't even remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, I could, now the thing about it, there was especially one scene that was like, this was very Dave Barry. Uh, Peter and the Star Catchers, like, he, like, you think it might be this other guy, and then all of a sudden, like near the end, it's just kind of, he's not random, but I remember it just kind of happened. I'm like, oh, I guess that's supposed to be Hook. I think the story of a villain becoming a villain is exciting. There is this artist I follow who did a series of just these beautiful paintings of Peter Pan finding this little kid and bringing him to Neverland, them growing up to be lost boys together. And yes, you've seen this image. I think, else, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... Um, them uh, the the little boy getting older than Peter and being like I, I don't belong here what's going on um, eventually having to turn on each other uh, losing his hand and becoming Captain Hook it's it's just images just these like six or seven paintings and they're so fantastic and it tells such an interesting character Captain Hook I think deserves a Darth Vader transformation not. In a, not in a, a trilogy Star Wars story, Darth Vader transformation from Anakin to whatnot, but I would enjoy seeing the creation of Captain Hook through Peter Pan's uh, active hatred or uh, antipathy. Because personally, I think Peter Pan should be the villain of most Peter Pan stories. He, <sighs> and my thoughts on him is that he's the epitome of like never growing up and while that's yeah while it's fun to be oh yeah never grow up be a child forever it also means that he's rude lacks empathy will never learn from his mistakes will never become a better person he will always just be this 12 year old child so what if what if they did a story about peter pan where he did learn empathy he just never grows up. He never gets older. It's almost like a almost more of like a vampiric tale. Uh, he's he's mm, he's just Jesus then. <laughs> I don't know. Immortal, empathetic person. Because vampires do not become empathetic the longer they live. They become more and more detached <laughs> from humanity. Like nah, this sudden men. Uh, personally, I think that Captain Hook uh, is not redeemable, but is backstory worthy. I think redeeming him and making him um, even even I would. 
How about this? If a Disney remake happened of him, they'd make him a sympathetic, redeemable person. And they I don't already think... try to do this. You understand? Yeah, I know. And I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested in watching a, a child be corrupted and turned to the dark side, like a character study. So a non-redeemable movie. Is yeah, I saying. want to see him become this kind of more. I, and we're I'm taking a shot in the dark because it obviously hasn't come out at this point. Uh, the Cruella Deville kind of thing, mm-hmm. where she's like. She's already kind of seems like it starts non-redeemable, so she just kind of embraces it and goes further down. We're gonna get to Cruella Deville, don't you worry your pretty little head I, about I, that? I mean the movie that's coming out specifically. No, no, I know. I mean the movie too. I think that you would lose a lot of awesome stuff about Captain Hook and his rival with Peter Pan if you tried to redeem him as saying, Oh, but you see he was just misunderstood, poor boy. Like uh so. Yeah, I'm 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 a little bit in the same boat. Um you know, obviously the terrible white washing movie that they did recently within the last 10 years uh, with Rooney Mara and yeah. um, Hugh Jackman, notwithstanding, they've tried giving Hook more of uh, ownership of his backstory. Like even with the book Peter and the Starcatchers, like he was more than just. You know, like he was an antagonist and then became the villain. Yeah, making a more comprehensive antagonist is not the same as redeeming. So yeah, yeah, we're looking so, at should. So let's let's make an adjustment. Should be redeemed. Should not be redeemed. Captain Hook should not be redeemed. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the same on the same wavelength with that one. Um, Hook did a good job about giving him redeeming redeemable qualities without redeeming him. Yeah, I don't think he's because we're not going to talk about. Captain James Hook, without without men- mentioning Hook, which was underrated in its time. Of course, now a lot of people have more appreciation for it. All right. So we have placed Captain Hook in the should-not-be-redeemed category. Right. Aaron. Very worth like worth a movie, but not yeah. redeemed. Yeah, let me... We will, again, re-emphasizing. Should-not-be-redeemed does not mean we hate the character. That's what no, the that's trash, trash category. Yeah. Should-not-be-redeemed means the character's fine. You don't have to do more than the cool stuff you already have with it. Just go further. Okay. So the next one, I think I can already predict where this one's going to go. Jafar. Shouldn't be redeemed. I'm in the same boat. Okay. Because they ha- tried to do it with the live yeah, action. So we have, in, in, the, in the same, in the same thing no. as... Uh... <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um... Here, let me let me go first, then I'll let you go. Okay. Um, so with Jafar, with the live action remake of uh, Aladdin that they did with uh, Guy, crap, what is his last Ritchie? name? Guy Ritchie. Thank you. The Guy Ritchie remake. Um, he or you mentioned whatever. Um, he tried to give Jafar a little bit more reason to be Jafar, and it worked to a very short extent. <laughs> Um, there was a lot wrong, and if you want to hear more about what we thought was wrong with it, uh, put or listen to our Aladdin episode. Or yep. did we do a comparison, or was we it just did. live action? We did do a comparison episode. Okay. Um, so, but J- they they in some of the ways that they let him be a little bit more Jafar was cool. I liked that Jafar like was also kind of a street rat kind of like had to take charge of his own destiny kind of thing. I don't know. Gag me with a spoon. I'm sorry. This is our first villain where we actually have a live action remake to compare and contrast. And like, oh, here we go. A man with like I don't put this on the character. I put this on the story writers and the director. No, like, I mean, you took took away all of his interesting characteristics. You made him just a boring, angry man who wants, like, it's. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I I, I agree with that. Absolutely. Sorry. I don't don't mean to say no, 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 and to try to dismiss you. 
villainous because he is conniving, he's manipulative, he thinks he knows better than everyone else, and he relishes it. Yeah, That's and if they the... had kept that mm-hmm. and incorporated some of the new stuff, like with him being the one to pit pocket him back and that kind of stuff, that would have been really cool. That's clever. That's a fun character development. That is not a redeeming quality. That oh, no, no, no. Street rats. I, I, no. It's, <laughs> no, that's why I liked the, the, the stuff, but I'm, I'm fully in it's the non redeemable. Because he's, he's a snake. It, it, yeah, and that's the thing. He is a snake. He's, he's a literal giant snake. What more imagery do you need from this? Uh, <laughs> Jafar needs his eyeliner. He needs his <laughs> he needs his bitchy parrot. We need just we need that back, please. So oh I... God, could you, can you imagine instead of Alan Tudyk, who I adore as being the voice of Iago for the live action, can you imagine Billy Eichner instead? Oh, I know, right? Oh, or no, 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 no. Um, not Jake Glazer. Um, oh fuck, what's his name? Uh, Sean. Uh, Eugene Sean Levy. Oh. From um Zachary Levi? No. I mean okay, Eugene Levy? Yeah. His son that he did the series um Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Thank you. Yeah, he would have been very good at that. He oh my god, can you he is so sassy without trying. Oh my god, make this happen. Re-record uh freaking uh fucking God Gilbert Godfrey's lines with Sean Levy. I'm here for. I would pay for that. We'd all pay top dollar, wouldn't we, for our own fanfic? But Disney beat us to it and started making their own fanfic of their own <sighs> movies. Imagine that. Imagine if I took you know my novel to... and then wrote a fanfic of my own novel and then said, "Here, buy money, but pay money for this, please." You know that they're trying to do a Hercules live action remake. We're gonna get there, Aaron. Okay. We're so going to get there because Hercules is my trash. That movie. Has problems, but a lot of problems. Is... The worst, the worst lie that Disney ever told is making me believe that uh, Zeus was a, a good family man. <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong, their personification Zeus, is adorable. Zeus should be the villain in that movie. And let's move on to our next <laughs> we, step. We have Laurel Olympus for that, hon. Keep yeah, go. I know. Keep okay. going. What's our next so, villain? So okay, what do we? Ca- I, I class- should not be redeemed. Not redeemed. Okay, so we got two for non-redeemed. Uh, Maleficent. We have two movies for this one. We have many yeah, movies we ha- for this one. Have you one. seen the second one yet? Because oh, I have not. I've seen the first one. Uh, the Maleficent movie is my trash. It's it's, it's bad, but garbage. I'm here for it. It's it's terrible garbage. But it's she is mistress of all evil. You can't redeem this character. It's impossible. However, however, <laughs> throw a huge asterisk on. However, that, huh? I think she should not in the way they did the movie. I think she should because she is my pick. We uh, each, Aaron and I have each picked a villain from this list. Which you kind of picked the villain for me, but I think no, I think you would. You had a lot of stuff to say about that. I do, I do. I think it'd be fun, but I may have a different pick. Um, But we'll see. We have uh, each picked a villain that we think we have a good script pitch for about how you could make an interesting movie about them, where they do have mm, not even redeeming qualities, just like better character better use of what you have sort of thing and maleficent is my choice for this um i i don't even think she should be redeemed like she was evil but she actually was good the whole time i think she and should it was be, just man yes man man i think she should be allowed to be evil i don't know why they didn't just let her be evil and be cool about it 
like we're gonna get to this when we get to this second half. Uh, we'll so then each... let's just move p- p- past this point. I and... think she should. I think she should not be redeemed. But I have a pitch for her. Absolutely. Okay. So that's that's what we'll say. Um, I I liked her personification in Sleeping Beauty, where she was just the mistress of evil. But I did kind of like a little bit of what they did in, in the Maleficent movie because I think Angelina Jolie brought this character to life. In she a knew different what way. she was doing when she woke up with her feathers gone. She she knew what that meant. Yeah. She knew what and, that meant. And, and there's a lot of flack against Angelina Jolie, which is really weird because she's actually a pretty good actress. I um, think she's fun. I And I think she was a good person. And even the makeup where like, they gave her like super high cheekbones, cheekbones doesn't look too bad. I think it looks great. I also love the stuff that she couldn't work with any babies because they were all terrified of but her. But her own, she could bring in and the baby worked fine. I, I love that part. But... And I do like the relationship between Maleficent and Aurora, but that shouldn't have been the focus because it's the Maleficent movie, not Sleeping Beauty from a slightly different perspective. Yeah. As presented in the movie, she's evil. She's a, she turns into a giant dragon. I don't think she's truly evil. I think she represents a different sect of the fairy kingdom. No, that we'll, we'll get to in my okay, remake. So, okay, yeah. All yep. right. So we'll, 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 we'll put a pin in that. Faye folk cannot be trusted. I... I don't know if I would put her in the... Rede- I'm kind of in between the redeemed and non-redeemable. Let me pitch you my story at the end then and we'll see what we think. Okay, so mine... Uh, I, I don't put her in a category yet. The next one... <laughs> uh, this is really funny to me because this might be a very obvious one for me. Prince John. Oh, my God. Mumsy! Uh, I actually... I'm going to go bold here. Are you ready for this? I don't Y'all think Y'all ready for this? I don't think Prince John's the villain of this. I think the sheriff of Nottingham is the he villain. He should be. And um in, the reason I agree with you is because I've done now at least two Ren fairs that were print or not Prince John, Robin Hood themed or really the Robin Hood story and the sheriff is the true villain. But Prince John is still kind of... Prince John is... He's is, like a figurehead, but he's still kind of there. He's incompetent. And you yes. can't be evil if you're truly incompetent. Yeah. So we have... <laughs> complete, but we're not going we're politics not going on there. this. We're yeah. not going there. Uh, I like the idea that Prince John is made out to be a weak ruler by the standards of the time. Because he's actually trying to like decrease the power of the monarchy he's trying to feel social programs with the taxes he's trying to like do all these things but he's not he's just collecting he just wants money no no but that's where that's where the redeeming if we're going to redeem the character it has to be like fable where you have to kill your brother because he's being mean he's taxing all the folks to death and everyone's going off to war and he's like you're doing this all wrong you get there you kill him he's like Actually, I was doing this because something much bigger than me is coming, and if we don't get this all done by the time they get here, we are all going to die. Okay, I was thinking. I was thinking like the Fable, like comic book series, not the video, video game. game. That's really interesting. That you went there. I, I completely understand what you're saying, and I know what you're referencing. I think it's Fable Two, um, but yeah, that's that would be cool if they if they presented it in that way. So yeah, this is I but, think a character that we can redeem by framing the story entirely as one man trying to get rid of the absolute fucking monarchy and then his big brother who's strong and big and so he gets Richard to be in the charge. Richard who was literally a lion. Strolls back in. He's like, "Nope. Monarchies till the day I die. We're never letting go of this and I will deign to have Robin Hood. It's it's fine." Whereas Prince John is literally like saying, "Are you actually helping these people?" 
uh, Robin Hood, or are you just delaying the inevitable? Like, you have to come to terms with what's going on here. In the pre uh, presentation of this particular story, it's tough because I get what you're trying to say from the socioeconomic point, but in the story point, he was he was literally just taking money from people so he could have more money. He's not putting it back into anything. He's not even buying weapons oh, sure. or supplies no, for his own men. He is basic bitch. We can put him in my trash then if you want to because uh, I yeah, have ideas I don't for him. Think, I think <laughs> if someone took the story and did it correctly, yes, they could absolutely like kind of in that fable two aspect. Yeah, Prince John's going into my trash. He's, okay, that's for you, story. for you. He's trash to me. Okay, Aaron disagrees. Aaron thinks he's I think just it, trash. I think it's a weak character. I think it's 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 just for jokes mostly for that. And I do agree that the sheriff is the villain, um, because even in um, Robin Hood, the um, the guy who was in Waterworld, um, Kevin Costner, the Kevin Costner version with Alan Rickman as the sheriff, he's like scarily good. Mm. Which I mean, it's Alan Rickman, so why are we surprised? But Duh. cancel um, Christmas. That's what he says, Alan Rickman. Oh, sorry. He's I even, saying he's getting so mad that he can't catch. I've Robin only seen Hood. like two. I've only seen like two or three scenes from that he's movie, like, but it's been with Alan Rickman. He's like up the taxes, uh, double the guards, and cancel Christmas. He just walks right out. Um. Go, okay. All right. So we gotta next, keep. We gotta keep moving. Villain, so Prince John, he's your trash and just trash to me. You got it. Queen of Hearts. Oh, she shouldn't be redeemed. She's supposed to be the most terrifying thing in that world. I don't think it's necessary that she needs to be the most terrifying thing, but her illogicalness needs to be at the expense of others. There she's in Wonderland. It Exactly. Wonderland is not supposed to make sense. She kills people for eating tarts. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So I don't think, I, I think, I'm a, so we're both saying non-redeemable. Oh, yeah. She she's almost trash to me. Because she's not a villain. Yeah, I don't she's an antagonist. She's a, a a force for not good. Yeah, if we speak on it, like the entirety of Wonderland is against Alice. Wonderland itself is the villain trying to keep her from getting. Yeah, back it's, to instead of it being man versus man, it's man versus environment. Yeah, and that's that's what Alice in Wonderland should be. But every time they do it, it, there has to be a villain. It has to be the Queen of Hearts or the Red Queen, or it has to be the fucking Jabberwocky or you know time itself. You know. I don't understand why they keep doing this. I don't. I've I've never read Lewis Carroll's original novel. I have not. But where I get frustrated is is like in I the I hated the Tim Burton Burton movie. I hated it with a passion because I, I and then when I a huge fan of the original um, animated version. But there there's weird rules that have to be applied when you look at Wonderland because of how crazy and not normal it is. And they don't follow it. It's it's just the original animated version had a little bit more of a better mentality for it. But even still, I don't agree with either version of it. So, mm -hmm. no, she's not renewable. But in reality, she's just trash because she's not a villain. She's she's not a good a force for good, but she's not a villain either. She's she at worst she's neutral evil. She's an escalation of already existing circumstances. So let's put Queen of Hearts in trash. <laughs> Um, and then for the last of the, the base game that they released, Ursula. 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 God. Okay. I will, because I already picked Maleficent to be the one I pitch. I'm going to pitch you right now my Ursula hot take on this. Uh, <laughs> Ursula and King Triton were brother and sister. They both had equal claim to the thronship of Atlantis, of Atlantica. And uh, I know. God. <laughs> totally like, not Atlantis. Absolutely not. Uh, and uh, Ursula 
was actually she did help people but the more people she helped the more people came to her the more people sapped upon her powers and her energy and she kept trying to help everyone in the minute she's like why you should all be helping yourself why do you keep coming to me uh meanwhile as soon as people find a shortcut they're gonna use it they're gonna exploit it until it's no longer there yeah and so then king triton uh eventually is through force made ruler of Atlantica gets the trident uh Ursula retreats back into her den and she's like I'm just one of these days I'm going to get you trying for what you did to me and then who and should he, show he up but his her, daughter he 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 forced her out of the um the equation essentially yeah here's my hot take uh King Triton is the villain of this piece. He's not. And I, the protagonist. He has a character arc. He is the thing that drives Ariel away, but also the thing that he he legitimately has to have character growth and learn to let her go as a father. So he's a very complex, interesting character, much more than Ariel. And if we're talking. <laughs> Ariel is not a complex character. We're just going to say. If we're talking about now. Disney villains, uh, I think Ursula should be redeemed. I think she's the first one I'd like to put in the should be redeemed category because in the original fairy tale, she's not a villain either. She's literally just this witch on the edge. When Ariel comes to her, she's like, listen, this is going to hurt. You are not going to like this. And if you don't make it, you are going to turn to sea foam. And she's like, I don't care. I'm like, Okay, you asked for it. I'm just, that's what I do. Uh, in, in much the same way that uh, Maleficent is a fairy and a fae folk and therefore like off the spectrum, so is a witch like Ursula. Like, I yeah, just do the thing. I, and and I, um, the, I agree that she should be redeemed, but I don't think Triton is as good as a character as you made him out to be. Because as I look at this, as I have rewatched the movie as an adult, he is like one of the worst fathers and rulers. Agreed. Of all time. Oh, I mean, agreed. like he's like looking through the justice list, thinking about like the Kings for the, the princesses. He's like my least favorite King. This is also one of my, not my, not even in my top 10 Disney movies or top 25 even. Um, it's a great movie. The music I, is banging. Yeah. I appreciate a lot from this movie because it helped kind of bring in the Disney Renaissance at the same time there is a lot that I have problems with this movie beyond just Ariel being you know but you don't understand him you're 16 <laughs> well, shut we, up oh no we hit the curve oh, no 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 no, no. but it's <laughs> it's old. more yeah we're old um but the the big thing with this one is that Looking at ju just Triton, I completely can agree that he probably forced her out because he thought it was for the better good. Like, I don't want if they were to do a redeeming story, I don't want to make him into the true villain or like a a like a villain. But he definitely can be the antagonist because I, I want to. I would want to see in in more of a complex storytelling um kind of setup in that he like maybe she thought okay. Well, I have this power to help people, but we shouldn't help people all the time. But we should do still do something with this. And he he thought, okay, no, they need a strong ruler instead. And you know, and he's still trying to help his people, but then also is doing it for the wrong, like right motivations, wrong methods, kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe like something along those lines. But he just, I hate I hate King Triton with a passion. So I, I'll put it in the redeemable category too. Awesome. 
uh, I think since we have hit the first of the base group of villains here, the majority is still they should not be redeemed. And at this point, before we go into halftime, I want to quickly touch on why that may be the case. We still have quite a few to go, and we're still yeah, gonna we're get to we're not them. even halfway yet. We're uh, we're gonna get there, but there's something to be said about uh, the idea that these characters are most interesting because of the way that they are presented. They may not have like the best motivations or the best character development, but they are memorable. Memorable enough that they made a whole board game industry around them that we all love playing with all their own individual moves it's and ex- sets. Not and only ideas. just a board game, a successful board game enough to have Three, four expansion packs. Enough to have uh, Disney villain balls and knights at the parks. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Merchandisable, marketable. Burlesques. (laughs) So these characters are all really cool. Uh, And I could touch upon the idea of queer coding and the idea that these tendencies that they have are what give them their punch and circumstance. But I think it's more so that they're just so much, they're so happy to be bad. And it's so nice to see like if they like truly embrace and love that sort of thing, and that's why I think that's why it's weird to try and redeem them or straighten them out and be like now they're just a boring guy with motivations for why he would be evil instead of just being he's a giant snake he does what he wants. Yeah, uh, and so, that's that's why like one of the ones that we're about to get to, I'm just kind of curious and what their mentality for it is, but um, yeah, um. But that does take us into the sponsor dome. Two sponsors enter. One sponsor leaves. Uh, as always, our reigning champion is Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea to get started today. It's that easy. Uh, why Audible? Audible is the leading audio- audiobook publisher or leading publisher for audiobooks, original shows, I'm trying to do this he's, without the script. Yeah, he's trying to look up at the ceiling and do it. I'm, you got it, baby. Go on, baby. Go on, um, baby. And in original sh- uh, audio shows and much more. Um, they have guided meditation. They have guided exercise regimens. No, oh, I didn't know that. Cool stuff. Uh, so if you go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea, you can download a free book if you use that link. And uh, it would help us too. So, um, Liz, what is the book today? Uh, our book our book recommendation today is a book that I picked up yesterday, but I had pre-ordered weeks ago because I was very excited the minute I saw the title for this. <laughs> Women and Other Monsters. Building, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> building a New Mythology. Um, this book immediately grabbed my attention just with the idea, the concept of how pretty much all of literature, storytelling, Hollywood has to do with the other versus the norm and women are so often coded as the other the monstrous uh straight up to the bible adam and eve basic absolutely yeah Yeah, like she it was her fault she she ate the apple um and i think there's something really cool about recasting and reclaiming our villainous tendencies for ourselves like if i had the ability to have snakes for hair and turn men to stone when they wronged me you better believe i would have that without a doubt in my mind and i always you can tell you can tell when you read was medusa made that way by zeus uh she was absolutely cursed by a god to do that yeah Yeah. she was not born that way she uh that, that that's that's the crazy thing like you look at all these cool characters that are turned into like well they're bad and sometimes they're not even bad because of the things they chose to do but literally cursed to do this thing um echo 
for her love was cursed to be forever echoing someone else. I was actually about to bring that up, but I didn't know the whole uh, the whole story behind yeah, it. Yeah, to continue echoes the, uh, someone else. Um, there are uh, the idea that uh, Medusa would turn these men to stone, and Perseus had to literally chop off her head to to and then and then gained her power like how messed up is that that was hers and he just has the ability to use her power but it's okay now because he's a guy so it's acceptable for him to use this power like <laughs> like don't doesn't that just drive you bonkers so this book takes the idea it's got tons of essays in it that are all about uh spinning myths anew looking at how myths were started what they say about the culture of the time and then recasting or recreating like okay so how can we actually make this more powerful for ourselves how can we claim it take it as our own yeah i can't wait to uh read some of the comments that we're gonna get because we recommend this book i can already predict a couple of them gosh it it, i'm so excited i've only like read like the first page and that's why i can't talk too much but uh i'm really excited to get into it uh women and other monsters building a new mythology by jess zimmerman if if mythology and feminist theory interests you i highly recommend it yeah it's only about uh well it's just under seven hours um, and it is highly rated, so we would rec- definitely recommend that. So, uh, yeah, just go to audibletrial.com slash idea to get that started. Who is our challenger? Uh, our challenger today is actually ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, we're going to do a, a, a tense bit of cross-promotion here. Uh, we have mentioned before Nirvana Comics here on the show. It's a local comic book shop that we have been really into ever since it opened. They've got lots of cool events, you know, you know pre-COVID times. Um, but uh, Ladies D&D Night, Ladies Book Club, uh, they have new releases all the time. They've got great subscriber deals. They started offering uh, coffee and donuts in the morning. Uh, on Wednesday mornings, or is that every morning, Aaron? Uh, Wednesday mornings. Wednesday mornings, which yeah. I think is just so cool to pair up with like a local business and do that, like you know, helping oh, yeah. each other out. Um, it's always been super inclusive, and I, it's gotten me into so many more comics than I would have ever done without some help. So. They have a they have a specific uh, book club for ladies uh, to read a new graphic novel every month that my dear wife helps out with. Uh, they do a ladies D D. Um, I think they do other D&D stuff, but specifically, I know that they do that one that my lovely wife DMs. Um, but I think what we're trying to say is, or not trying to say, uh, trying to promote this time is they now have started up a weekly video. A we have video. taken over this video. They started it before us, and unfortunately, due to um, a very, very tragic passing um, the it kind of fell to the wayside a little bit, and they wanted to revamp it, or not even revamp it, but resurrect it. And who else do they know how to talk <laughs> to fill an hour but us two? So yeah. Aaron and I are now the co-host of a weekly show called Tomorrow's Comics Today. We show up on Tuesday night at 6 o'clock having read all of the upcoming number ones, variants, and graphic novels that are coming out this week, and we give you a taste about all of them. So if you're the kind of person who is a little bit afraid to get into comics or even afraid to go into a comic book shop, don't worry. You can join us on Tuesday nights at 6 on their Facebook page, and we'll tell you about the number ones coming out. You'll know, obviously, which ones we will go for and gravitate towards <laughs> instantaneously. And not always just Marvel and DC. Just understand that. Not always, although I have become a Superman fanboy, and I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> everything I've read has just hey, been good. Hey, it's it's 2021. Fangirl. <laughs> Gee, fan thanks. Thing. Uh, just fan a fan person fan person um yeah and they do ship uh so if you are one of our 
few listeners that aren't in uh in this neck of the woods in Tennessee, uh, you can definitely send them a message and they'll send it to you. They are very willing. And I believe you can have a subscription box even if you're not in person. So, oh, yeah. which is really, really neat. They they love helping their customers. It's not about the bottom dollar. It's about the customers. Um, and that's what we've always respected about um, the, the shop. Mm-hmm. And they're, they love doing things for fans. They love doing things for like, they had, they had not necessarily a convention, but like a little mini signing area. Um, oh, after, tons of people from the industry yeah. after, uh, What's the name? Vampires? Oh, Cult of Dracula. Cult of Dracula, thank you. After Cult of Dracula got uh, published. Um, it's a really cool place, and I think we do a pretty good job talking for an hour. So if you want to <laughs> hear more about upcoming comics, we recommend you go to the Nirvana Comics homepage on Facebook, 6 o'clock Tuesday nights for tomorrow's comics today. Yeah, and give us a watch. Leave us a comment saying, hey, enjoying you guys. And you may just you learn about You sent us here, and now I've learned something. <laughs> Maybe you'll learn about a new comic that you're interested in. I've, I've already subscribed to two because of it. All right, Aaron. We are back into our list. It is we got to go to the we first move expansion. Ahead. Just a little bit of a. We got really clip, excited so. by the first six. Let's see if we can trim it down. I doubt it. <laughs> Here looking, we go. Looking at this this next set already, it's not going to happen. Never, it's never going to happen, guys. Yeah. This, this is going to be one of those two hour episodes again. Go on, Aaron. What do <laughs> we got? Uh, the very first one for. Because the first one was the base game, The Worst Takes It All. The first uh, expansion pack is Wicked to the Core. Uh, and it's the first one is Dr. Facilier. Should not be redeemed. Should not be redeemed. I would love to see his backstory because, like, <laughs> I've got royalty in my blood too on my mother's side, and it's a shrunken head. That's so awesome. Yeah, having a backstory does not automatically mean redemption. A character can have a backstory that is compelling without redeeming them in any significant way. But at the same time, I kind of hope they never. If they do, I would love to see it because I'd love to see who they cast as Doctor Facilier. I'd love to see you know who directs it, like maybe like a Ryan Coogler kind of thing. Because the demons, like, is it's... Is Coogler? The, the gentleman who directed uh, Black Panther. I think, but don't quote me on that. Okay. I, I I think, as always, it's always fun to speculate what the casting would be. I mean, even when the Lion King remake came out, the, the casting was spot on. We were oh, very excited God. about it, and it just was... Yeah, awful. Beyonce was the one I was most worried about, and she was the least worst. <laughs> the least <laughs> the least worst. Uh, gosh. I wouldn't call her the best. Um, There, there were some other, like... Like really good casting but in least there, worse. but least worse. Uh, yeah. So Doctor Facilier is it's again this sort of uh, uh, maleficent idea where he's just a mediator for some real big bad evil guys. He's I, he's the one with the plan. He's the he's the he's con got his man. Plan, yeah, yeah, but he's using these demonic forces to make it happen and they do not care about him one yeah, bit they're, the minute, n- they're neutral evil he's like chaotic the minute evil. yeah the minute that he reneges are like done yeah exactly <laughs> you're done <laughs> um i have to say i he, i would say he's non-redeemable um but i do want to it would but be kind of cool to see I, I kind of want I, I'm on, on the fence of whether I want to see his backstory or not because we get a taste of it and sometimes the less you know the better oh with like the joker yes Yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, should not be redeemed, Doctor Facilier. Should be. Yeah. Should not be redeemed. Okay. Uh, next up is the Evil Queen from Snow White. If there is a more basic character in all of literature, I don't know who it is. Most of, basic of. Bitches. She's most basic of villains. She's vain. She's just so vain. She probably thinks that movies she's about so her, vain. and she just she's got she's a villain, guys. Like she's. I mixed like up. three songs in that. I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, she is very basic. Like, like now you could do some stuff like Snow White and the Huntsman, like it expanded her character 
In a terrifying way, she sucks the souls out of young women she's been keeping alive. She That's how she stays she alive. She oh, killed okay. the king to take so, over their country. So kind of like a Mother Gothel kind of situation with, you know, she stays young or has essentially immortality if she continues to do this one thing. Yeah, I okay. like the idea. Like, And the idea that she'll... Uh, there was a lot of cool back... Again, Snow White and the Huntsman is my trash. Much like Maleficent is my trash, uh, Snow White and the Huntsman is my trash, too. Bad movie. Bad, bad movie all around. But Charlize Theron bathing in milk, the backstory being that she was the last person to survive the raid on her village where they killed all the women and said, you are the one who's going to take us back out of this and have a spell where she literally So you've actually king. seen Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, straight up. I oh, watched I've never the whole seen it. thing. I've yeah. never seen it. No, yeah, there's a lot of backstory for her. She's still evil. She's still evil. Like, yeah. there's no getting around that. So even with the remake that wasn't Disney approved, it's still like, mm. She, she's just evil, and I think there's no more basic, uh, perfect motivation than vanity. Just, I must be the most beautiful, and I will do anything to keep that. There's no, you can't get any sympathy out of that. Vanity is <laughs> not one of those things you can, like, sympathize with. It's unfortunate. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, so are you saying non-redeemable? Non-redeemable. I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. I wouldn't go as far to say trash, but she's definitely not redeemable. She's basic. She's not trash. She's just she's she's a yeah. personification of one of the seven deadly sins. That's all she is, which means you shouldn't try to do anything else with her. Yeah, I'm I'm um like it's hard not to it's hard to ignore the impact of Snow White. Uh, you know, it was the first animated fully animated movie um you know feature feature length animated movie because there was lots of animated shorts up to that point its simpleness is what made it so endearing and popular it's it's charm and it's quick concept of good versus evil like we even did have a mini redemption the huntsman has a mini redemption arc right there in the beginning of the movie so like it's i think we've we've said what we need to say about that i don't know i if can't you're... kill you you're too beautiful um yeah kind of um and I just love that the Snow White and the Huntsman had Kristen Stewart in it and Chris Hemsworth. And then the second movie, which then brought in, uh, what's her face? Um, from the don't talk movie. Um, Emily Blunt brought in Emily Blunt as the, the, the queen's sister, uh, who had like ice powers or something like that. Of course she does. Yeah. Of course she does. Uh, and then, but completely cut out Kristen Stewart. So uh, funny that no, uh, no, like I adore Kristen Stewart. The amount of shots that linger on her in that movie, like it couldn't be more obvious that the director was like in love with her. Like they were in a relationship, and that was oh. why. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Was like, it couldn't that was, be more that was, obvious. Like, <laughs> like Kristen Stewart. Like I have more respect for her now than I did back in the Twilight days. Uh, and this was definitely kind of a stunt casting a little bit, you know, because uh, Chris Hemsworth, either the first Thor had come out or had not come out yet. He's he was like just on the cusp of that. And I think this did kind of help it. Yeah. And I think what they did with that movie wasn't about redeeming her. It's about redeeming the Huntsman. I mean, that's he. Then why not just call it the Huntsman? They, they, they call it Snow White and the Huntsman. So uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the Evil Queen is the first big bad and deserves to maintain that title. Yeah. A little bit in the sense of like Maleficent needs to stay as a as a big bad, but it, it, I think it's you can expand the as as we've seen or as you were just putting uh, putting it, Liz. You can expand the backstory, but not redeemable. No, uh, the last one for the Wicked to the Core set is Hades. Hades is a used car salesman, the scum of the earth. 
He is delicious. He needs to be redeemed. <laughs> and that's and he already thing. has been. Yes. He we already are already, has. we are actively reading a series where he gets redeemed. And, and the yeah. thing is too, is I feel, especially as I just, I said just a little bit ago, how they made hate or not Hades Zeus to be the all man, family man kind of thing. And not the actual douchebag that he was like, Hey, that's kind of cool. I might put my dick in it. Everyone else, don't put your dick in it. Too late. <laughs> like, like I loved Rip Thorn as you Rip, Rip Torn. No, sorry, Rip Torn <laughs> as Zeus. He did a great so job. Fun. He had he had emotion in areas that you wouldn't even expect, and I, you know I always will appreciate that. Hey, Zeus was a dick, both figurative <laughs> and literal. The idea behind Hades as a concept is like, oh, he's the king of the underworld. He must be the evil guy. And that was how every story went for most of. There was a video game about Hercules and Atlanta and Jason or whatever. Like we, we saw a review on it. And then like Hades is this like <laughs> big, nose, big nose kind of guy. Uh, like yeah. Percy Jackson. Uh, they do a pretty good job how it not being. He's not evil, but he's definitely not good. Yeah, it's it, it, it's easy to like say, oh, death must be bad. But uh, I think more more nuanced recent webtoon takes have been <laughs> more kind to the characters and more explorative. Like for example, like there's there's all these big old comments about I hate how they turned Apollo into like this villain. He's not a villain. I really identified with him, and I'm like, he literally chased a woman so hard. After she said no, that she would rather turn into a tree and die than be with him. Like, hmm. Like, hmm. Pe yeah, people people like to defend Ask Paulo about, with that. And, like, but our laugh at Phil doing exactly the same thing in Hercules. Yeah. And then, like, when the woman turns, the wood nymph turns into a tree and then smacks him. They're like, ha, 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 he's a pervert. And then, like, yeah. no, but not my dear Apollo. Not it's like, dear. like, come on. Here's the thing. Hades is so the Disney Hades is so irrevocably tied up into James Woods and <sighs> James Woods is a true villain it's probably the scariest thing about that character but <laughs> I think we have to put Hades in my trash and I, I kind of <laughs> he is redeemable we could but that would take away the fun he's fun being smarmy but it also if, if we're going straight Disney Hades straight Disney Hades he is my trash yes yeah but if we're saying the character of Hades in general, I like from the redemption Greek, arcs. Yeah, so it, so I think if we're going straight Disney, my trash. If we're going full Greek mythology iterations and everything like that, then uh, redeemable. By the way, go pre-order Laura Olympus. It's going to be a book. I'm oh, so excited. God. It's going to be so good. Um, so moving on to the next expansion core, Evil Comes Prepared. Ooh. Uh, the first one up is Radigan. Radigan, Professor Radigan. Oh, uh, we did just watch. Even louder, we'll, we'll shout, shout it. it. We did just watch the Great Mouse yeah. Detective, and we have thoughts about that one. Uh, which I guess will be mine because you kind of chose it for me. You which, don't I have mean... to let you don't have to let me choose it for you. But I, <laughs> I already pitched an Ursula redemption campaign. Uh, what do you think of Radigan? I don't think Radigan is necessarily redeemable, but he is. He's he's Moriarty. I mean. You, you can't. That wouldn't be interesting to redeem Moriarty. Yeah, like the, Moriarty is not redeemable, but I do have a pitch that we'll do at the end. Um, so I, I, I am so, interested to see how. Look, it, it's just Moriarty, and we watched uh, the BBC Sherlock with a uh, uh, Benicio Cumberbund. Uh, 
uh, uh, we I was like, we watched that and immediately watched the first episode, or we watched Great Mass Detective and immediately watched the first episode of Sherlock, and I just remembered like how Benedictine much Cumberland. <laughs> I love this series. It's so good. I shouldn't love it as much as I do. We really do enjoy it. Boy, has it gotten problematic upon a little, rewatching. There's, there's, there's some, there's some pretty inherent, pro- and, and it's they, not with, it's not with the story itself. It's with how they treat specific characters. Yeah, we could talk about that again, but uh, yeah, I think Maleficent, Maleficent, and Radigan, we're gonna put off to the side. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I even with my pitch, I don't think he's gonna be redeemable. Yeah, I don't think Maleficent's redeemable either, but I think that she's compelling enough to get a story yeah. all to herself. Uh, so next up is Scar. And this might be my first hot take in this list. Give me. He is redeemable. Because originally the story goes, I don't know what they based this on, you know, besides, you know, stealing it from uh, Kimba the White Lion. And uh, Hamilton. Well, in Hamlet, yes. But um, the, they, I mean, like they stole that anime, they, they, yeah. the name and everything. So, um, but I guess originally, because people are like, well, what was Scar's name before he had the Scar? And his Shit. name. No, his name. Yes, Dude. but it was. It's essentially. Um, oh shoot! What's the name? What's the what's the name of the language that they use? Swahili. Swahili. It was Swahili for trash. Yeah. So literally, his parents named him Trash. If you name your kid Trash, you just I don't know what you're expecting. Yeah. And granted, when he does become ruler, go everything goes to pot. Partly, mostly his fault, but I mean, there was no rain, so there's no. There's there's something to be said about that movie. Which, in its original animated form, you don't notice this, but with the live action, it becomes starkly clear that is the landscape, does the literal earth say that the monarchy is so important that only one divinely given ruler must reign for rain to come down? Like, what are we saying here? Like, Oh, he's the one true king! <laughs> yeah, like the, like, the elephants and the zebras all bowing down to a thing that will, we'll without, kill will kill them. Yeah. Straight up. Though it's, I guess, technically, um, it's not the king that's gonna kill them. It's the the queen and all her lionesses. All of her lionesses. Just this. I, I don't know. That's, that's, There's so many things yeah. that live action movie brings in a sharp relief that are just like, what? Uh, but yeah, I will say, though, that turning Scar into just this basic bitch of a, well, I just, uh, I want to um, rule. My, my, I must I practice my, my curtsy. No, like, that's good. That's good Scar. Scar, when he's loving being evil and manipulative and slimy and his eyeliner for some reason. Again, where are all these men finding these eyeliners around here? But <laughs> uh, I just think that, now, I, I agree that he was dealt a rough hand. I do oh, get that. And that makes me a monkey's uncle. And I like I like your idea that because of that he could be redeemed. I am in the same boat with you on the Prince John thing. That if we told the story differently about how he was like trying to make it more equitable on the savannah, like the hyenas need to eat too. Why can't we all just get along? And Mufasa's like, just cut that sh- hippie shit out. See, I and then he kills him. <laughs> here, here's my head cannon for this because the hyenas are the only ones that get kicked out and then even simba does it too with lion king too you know uh, father no not father pride the simba's pride simba's pride they they even do that too where it's not the hyenas it's this other group of lions that get kicked out of the pride lands but yeah my my question is is or my head canon is that i think that a hyena killed their parents because they've never said how long mufasa has ruled for but it's been a certain amount of years 
Okay. Or a certain amount of seasons. So if we so, play it that at the end of that, it's like it's and, like and real racism at, here in the world where how, like, oh, because one hyena did it, that means all hyenas are bad. Keep oh, yeah, yeah, out. absolutely. Um, not Zionistic, but uh, maybe it is Zionist. Um, just, Zionism. The, just the idea of um, well, put, racism of but, yeah. segregating this whole population because of the bad kind of that one... kind of a, a weird um, analogy for like World War Two and internment camps. And yeah, stuff Scar like that. doesn't care about the hyenas. They're a, a they're, they're a force to help him get what his desire. Yeah, yeah but kind of like the shadows with Doctor Facilier. With a retelling, it could be more that you know we should be on equal footing. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I yeah. I think he, I think he's redeemable in the sense of that. I mean, even from birth, things were set out against him, and you know he could be like an advisor and try to be a little bit more like Hamlet in a sense where like. What if he did try to save Mufasa and that, and then Mufasa just slipped and fell, and everyone blamed him? He's like, I'm going to blame the kid. So that's what we're saying. Like, unless you completely rewrite it, so he didn't yeah. actually do the bad things he did. He be we can't redeem him, or maybe like he thought about whether he should save him for too long. Like that's it. He's like his indecision. He's just, yeah, he kind of goes, if I save him, then I still won't be king. However, but no, and then it's too late. He should. Yeah, and then he's like, and then maybe he's trying to do the right thing, and then it was already too late. So essentially, he did kill him with his indecision. So yeah, yeah. I, I, that that might work. But I will, um, let, I will let you have this hot take then. Yeah, I and 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 it's really simply because of his name. Yeah, I mean, like his name was trash. His parents hated him from birth, and like that fucks you up. That fucks you up. Uh, as a kid, like I, I, I'm not speaking from experience, um, it, it's it's just shit I have seen, um, in 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 situations. But, whew, um, I I do think it's I do think he's redeemable in that sense. I don't think he's a like his entire story could be redeemed, but I do think he's slightly redeemable in that. So you can show it in a different way. I. And I don't think Mufasa was as great of a ruler as the movie movies made him out to be because he did segregate an entire population of animals. Something that wasn't that apparent until you watch live action. And I was so like, wait a minute. Yeah. Because they're I, ugly. They don't get to be here. I mean, like, also like, well, I'm keenness isn't as good as people say, but I mean, that's just another hot take. Who's our next villain? Um, <laughs> this is going to be the first kind of weird one. Well, not first, but this is definitely one of the weird ones. Isma. I don't know. Ooh, she's my trash. I I I don't know if I call her trash. She literally should have been the ruler. The emperor was dicking about and didn't do shit for his country. But he 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 was a figurehead. Like, let's be honest, he was a figurehead. Yeah, she's been running this country. He's but I don't think she's actually been run I don't think she's been doing anything either. Because when he comes into the chair, that whole monarchy is so fucked. <laughs> yeah, like let's be honest, it's it's a flawed system to begin with. So I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But like the whole thing where she's talking to the guy and he's like, hey, "What is it that you need more of? Or what is it you came here for? Uh, food?" Like she's talking to him, but he stepped in to do the same thing. Like so, he does rule. He's just a selfish asshole. So. <laughs> Like Again, he that's has a everything movie, catered to him. Now, that's a movie that has a villain that gets redeemed who is the protagonist, because David Spade is the villain of that piece until he learns how to empathize with other people. I, I, I definitely can see that. So, I would put non-redeemable, but I, I see my trash because she's just such a fun character. Thank you, Eartha Kitt. May you rest in power. 
Um, yeah, but don't let don't redeem her. I don't think no. she needs to be. But 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 she also has. But she also has legitimate. Like yeah, the emperor was a dick to her. So like yeah. He, so yeah. Fired. But the thing is, is he fires her. But this is a repeated action, so it makes sense to fire her. I think it's a little bit of like kind of a nice guy syndrome. Like, well, I deserve this. No, you don't. Like he is the emperor. That the like you can't take his stuff from him without you know trying to usurp him. Um, and meaningless peasants. It, it's just she's not redeemable. But the thing is, is there is redemption beyond just Cusco. Because I do uh, agree with that. Um, Kronk. Oh yeah, no. Kronk is not a bad guy. No, Kronk should be redeemed absolutely. And not <laughs> he's a bad guy, but he's not a, a bad, bad guy. guy. No, he's the most adorable henchman ever. Yes. Uh, uh, so, we love you, Kronk. So even my trash. With uh, I'll with, put it in with my Prince trash. John and Hades. It's a good. Con- it's uh, a yes, you, well. Uh, Prince John? Prince John's just straight trash. You have selected him to be trash. Yeah. I have not bent on that. I would I would go as far to say non-redeemable for her. <laughs> um because I don't find her as trash. I don't think she's a, a bad character in a sense. No. Like I know what my trash is not necessarily trash, but I, best and there's not a good category for her. But I would say yeah. non-redeemable for me. You would I um, um, okay. uh, um uh, All right. All right. I'll add her in. All right, who's next? All right, so that's the end of the Evil Comes Prepared box set. Perfectly wretched. This one's going to be tough, and we're probably going to spend the most time on this section. I can, God, I can tell right now. Um, at least for the first year, the last one is probably going to be super easy. Corella DeVille. Okay, guys, so the new Corella movie's coming out, and it was... Hashtag non-sponsored. It was when the trailer for this dropped that I realized, one, it's trying to be... It's trying to make Corella DeVille both... The Joker and Harley Quinn, which is unstraddleable. It cannot be done. Secondly, why can't our female villains just be villains? Like, why does every single time of like think really think about it? Why do we have to bring in our nice older British actresses and make them into complete and total wretched people? Why can't like Maleficent, uh, Kate just- Blanchett, who I don't like, Kate Blanchett's not even on my favorite list, but Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson is adorable. How dare you? She plays her mother. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might be wrong on that, actually. Um, keep talking. I'm going to look into this. <laughs> All right. So the idea behind this is that it's funny that when you come back to Disney, the way they take the villains and make them more PC, as in, uh, I'm sorry that we made every effeminate, lisping, uh, big character gay. We're going to try and fix that by either straightening them up entirely uh see jafar and scar for this <laughs> or making them oh they were misunderstood they were just trying to do this thing and the world wasn't ready for them see maleficent and cruella cruella Deville wanted to skin puppies to make them into a coat which she would hopefully uh, which, which was uh, her plan was to then sell it which means she was planning on killing more puppies for more coats like that was the plan to pitch this coat as like the ultimate fashion thing yeah, that you then would make. She's not a redeemable You character. aren't supposed to redeem her. She's just evil. There's no scenario that you can sprinkle in that say at the end, oh, it's okay that she wanted to kill all those puppies. It was actually because there was an even more evil person that wanted to kill baby penguins to make coats, <laughs> and the oh. puppies were the more humane alternative. Like, um, and I'm right. It is Emma, Emma Thompson. I like I understand trying to maybe come up with a backstory for this person, but at the same time, in the live action movies that they made in the nineties, like there's some good stuff that she says. Like there's a whole line uh, that Glenn Close, Close as Corella says, um, 
like we've lost too many good women to marriage more so than war or uh disease or famine we've we've lost because their ideas then become either shut down or ignored uh by their husbands it's yeah, like disney takes like a really, holy shit in 101 dalmatians disney takes a and very she's the villain cr- saying this she takes a really they take a really cruel stance against a woman working for herself making something building Girl a fashion boss. empire they're like that is not the thing you want to aspire to be don't be like cruella Deville. her name is literally cruel a devil you shouldn't try <laughs> to aspire to be your own cruella boss like it's a very cynical take so i get the idea of them saying no you should be able to like rise up through the ranks and take what you can and build your empire but at the same time she was building it on the corpses of dead dogs what where are we going with this and i wouldn't say anything if they weren't trying to make it like yeah she was just trying to disrupt the system and this older bigger boss wouldn't let her and so she had to do something drastic like they clearly are trying to redeem her but the end goal cannot be redeemed nothing can happen to make you say ah yes it was good she killed all of those baby animals uh, yeah i'm I, i'm not gonna speak to the quality of this movie because obviously it's not coming yet and we've not seen it but it's it's tough when you're you have everything against you that being said plenty of movies have had that and have come out super strong i'm gonna i talk about this movie all the fucking time Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That movie had everything going against it, and it still is the best Spider-Man movie of all time. Agreed. So, could this movie surprise us? Absolutely. But my first impressions, everyone's like, oh, oh, Emma Stone, oh, Emma Stone, we are here for you, Queen. It's like, well, I love Emma I, Stone, I don't but... disagree that Emma Stone is a good casting choice, because Emma Stone is a great actress. I, in this, I, I am, I am a, convert on her because i used to not like her in the slightest when easy a came out i could not roll my eyes enough whenever people talked about the movie and now i think it's a fun movie but i just i get real upset when people try to put redeeming qualities into a non-redeemable character and it's interesting that it's the women that always are the ones that we need to redeem maleficent and corella yeah these are like two some, huge to examples feel some like feminine like some this idea like there are these ideas that women have to be uh, kind and sweet and demure. And if they're seen as evil, there must have been something. Something must oh, have yeah. happened to them. It was. It could have been their choice to be evil. They that just, would give them too they, much agency. We're not going into politics, but they just had a bad day. They just had a bad day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, man, your book choice was just spot on for this Wasn't week. Wasn't it good, though? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will let you know that as we go through this list... By a long shot, there are more people in the should not be redeemed category. And this feeds into our larger idea that these characters are awesome because of their villainy and don't require redemption. Um, who's our next villain? Uh, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one. Mother Gothel. Should not be redeemed. She's also trash. <laughs> I ah! hate her. I hate her. I hate her. I hate you her. hate her because of how good at being bad she is. No, I agree. As a villain, she's... I've always admired the Disney villain or even the villain whose whole thing is just to keep one person under their thumb and locked away. So like her when, and the when evil we get, stepmother? If Lady Tremaine shows up on this list, she is the same person. She's terrifying for the amount of power she exerts over one person. But the difference between Lady Tremaine and Mother Gothel is Lady Tremaine does not show uh, warmth or kindness to Cinderella. She is strictly like a dictator type person. Whereas Mother Gothel is, in my opinion, worse because it's fake warmth, 
fake empathy. And, and in reality, it's not even that. We The reason that so many people gravitate towards this movie and think that Mother Gothel is just a scary, scary villain is because that shit happens. Mm-hmm. The gaslighting and the the double talk that she does, I have heard people in my life do that to me and other people that I love, and I hate it. Yeah, you shouldn't redeem that kind of person. Exactly. It sends the wrong message. And the show, the the Frozen, or not Frozen, Tangled (laughs) show, did a good job of giving her a little bit more of a backstory, but also making her worse. Yeah. (laughs) Much worse worse Mm -hmm. i can't believe they went that route and it it worked in a weird way like it did not work but it it worked only in a weird way i'm not gonna say which show this is from because i don't want to spoil it for anybody uh but there is i seen it yes oh okay very intimately uh this there is a case be made of of take someone who is the pinnacle and then drag them down to hell with you like the opposite of should be redeemed, should be destroyed, should be cast down from heaven, should be made out as scum of the earth. The more you learn about them, the more terrible and awful they become until it's like, why did I ever like this person in the first place? And if you can't think of it, Aaron, I will tell you off air. because Okay, I don't yeah, want I'm, to. Like, I'm just like literally just trying to say, like, should we pause for a second? So that's a that's great idea you... for a story, too, because it has been done where it just you just take a character who is idolized and just drag them down. Oh, there's, there's their, been plenty of their, times when they have... Through their own choices, not from actual yeah, forces. Yeah. That's, the more you learn, the more you're like, oh, they were hideous the whole time, which is Mother Gothel. The more you learn about her. If you hadn't had that prologue, I kind of almost would have liked it better. Just like, oh, she really does care about keeping her daughter safe. There's a little un- unease there, but she clearly cares. And oh. the more we learn, they're like, oh, fuck, you were just using her this whole time so we could be hurt at the same time that Rapunzel is hurt. Oh, that in that that whole like in my mumbling mother would have been so much stronger. And I love that movie. That movie better than Frozen. Better, better than, Frozen. than Frozen too. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, non redeemable. Non redeemable. Period. Should not. Yeah. Yep. Um, Pete. <laughs> Pete, Mickey Mouse, all of them are just so innocent to my childhood. Like, I can't even, like, think he's a villain. I've seen him be a villain in freaking Kingdom Hearts, yeah. and I still can't say. But he's not even a villain. He's just a hench. He's a cronk. Yeah, he's a cronk. I, I say, this is the first time we've called it out. Uh, I say we, if we must trash. put him somewhere, we, we can put him in trash because he doesn't belong here. Trash. <laughs> he can join the he's Queen not, of Hearts. He's not a bad character, mind no. you. It, but she's he's not just, a villain. just trash just, trash him up I, like and, and even still like because um this the fandom page shows their illustrations too it's his black and white version like oh yeah steamboat willie like if you go back to like the original idea of him it's the same he thing that but Popeye he wasn't even a Blue- villain back then he was more so just kind of a he was like because even in steamboat willie he wasn't the villain he was just the like boss yeah and so it's it's that sort of I, I don't know. I think that I don't think he belongs on this list. He is iconic, but he definitely doesn't belong here. I the, I think I feel like they were stretching because like because it's funny on the this next this next set um, is the one who I'd been saying from the beginning needs to have uh, a, a villainous set and and it's like I felt like they were like well we'll we'll do this guy because we don't want to do this guy and then finally they're like okay fine we'll fucking do this guy <laughs> um but Pete does not belong on the villainous list i that's that's that is the first one i disagree with yeah like there are ones i was like oh maybe we should try to do this guy and prince john is a close second but prince john had more authority i mean 
Pete can't have authority. And I mean, I know it'd probably be fun for some people who are very big fans of the original, you know, like Mary Melodies and um, the, the original Disney uh, animations, like Steamboat Willie and everything. Um, and that, and that's, that's fine that they included it for that. Pete is not a villain. Pete is an antagonist. He's at a best. bad father, but that's about it. <laughs> that's when he's the most a villain. Let's be yeah. honest. Oh, yeah. PJ is the that biggest whipped boy I've ever seen. All so. right. Who's our next? All right. So the last one that came out recently. This is super recent. We haven't yeah. played this set yet. Um, which is surprising to me. Um, oh, I've been waiting for this. Right? Despicable plots. Yes, yes. And the first one, uh, let's, let's, I'm going to skip the first one. Yes. I'm going to skip the first skip one. Skip it because I know what it is. Yeah. Skip it. All right. So this one is another one. I'm, this is a shock to me that they included this one. Horned King from the Black Cauldron. Mm, someone's going deep into the Disney world. Like they're like, well, we got to, we got to flesh it out. Okay. Really? The Horn King? We are going to be. That was like, that's a movie that Disney actively tries to repress. To bury. Yeah. I have never watched The Black Cauldron. I haven't either. I I know enough that it's not a great movie. The Horn King seems to me a reskin of Maleficent, just this scary person in their tower saying, "You incompetent fools, bring me the girl, give me you the know, pig." You know who it reminds me more of? Um, Saruman. Yes. Also that too. I mean, not even just an appearance, but like just <laughs> motivations. Um. With that being said, plus story setting, the fact that we know so little about the Horn King makes it hard for this. But I I do know that he was willing to kill <laughs> sorry i really know nothing about this <laughs> let's let's just be honest you just want to put it in trash putting him in trash yeah I, like, and it's not saying this character is trash yeah it's just he's not redeemable he's not unredeemable he's not he's interesting just, to do anything he's just with. not very interesting and i'm and if you and again this is we, we invite conversation if you disagree tell us in the comments shoot us a message we want to know why so um, we, we actively seek out conversations like this. Playing the game. Now, playing the game Villainous, if you've never played the game Villainous, it really does a good job of diving into the mythos of each movie because yes. each character has its own set of motivations and goals to meet to win the game. No one's playing the same thing. So with the Horned King, I bet if we did play as him, we would learn a lot more about the movie itself and what these motivations are and how his plans work. So Yeah, but then we would have to do Gurgi. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we wouldn't have the voice acting, so maybe it wouldn't oh. be so bad. And and that is one, and I completely agree with you, Liz, about the them diving into mythos because that is true. Villainous is not my favorite game by any means, but I do enjoy like the illustrations are gorgeous, um, and the gameplay is fun, but it's. It's not my favorite go-to game. If you're going to play, uh, definitely make sure you read the instructions beforehand. And if you're a newbie, make sure the newbie gets to play Maleficent because she is so OP and easy to play. Uh, I The last time I played, I won with a character I had never played before. I think it was um, uh, Captain Hook. It was either Captain Hook or Yzma. Mm -hmm. And like apparently those are super easy to win with. Playing as Hades was fun. It was challenging, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who's our penultimate, our second to last? Second to last, Lady Tremaine. Oh, don't redeem her. Don't redeem her. Don't redeem they her. Try, they tried with the Cinderella movie. She's she's, she's an evil woman. She's just cruel. And you can't... It's it's I, the same, like, we both started from nothing, dear, and I've had to pull my way up. It's the same Cruella line. Like, the ends don't justify the means. Yeah, I don't agree that she's redeemable. I think the live-action movie that they did tried in a good way. Like by making it seem like the husband never truly loved her and just was sure. maybe But if they were upfront about it, then yeah. But if she like actually was starting to fall in love with him and then this happened, then yeah, I can kind of see that. 
But it's like, not yeah. Cinderella's fucking fault, my my dude. Nope, it's not her. It is not the victim's fault. We don't victim blame yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. She's victim blaming. Yeah. So, um, I I'm in agreement. Um, I kind of want to put her in trash, but that's just because I don't like Lady Tremaine in in general. So, but I I would be I would be I'd satis- be satisfied with non redeemable. So. All right, Aaron, give me that last villain. All right. Gimme, gimme. I think I already know what category. I'm just excited to talk about it. This was the one I had said from the beginning. Gaston. Because can you Im- I, like I don't we've not played Gaston yet. But I've can been you waiting imagine for him to show up in this game? Exactly. Day fucking one I heard about this game. I'm like, oh, okay. So like Jafar, or not Iago, but Jafar, uh, Hades, Ursula, Ursula, Gaston. And they're like, no, Gaston isn't in it. I'm like, are you? And the then next... they put Prince John. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. Prince John over Gaston. Like even, even Queen of Hearts over Gaston. Like, come the fuck on. Come on. So Gaston, I mean, in the last one, it's, I don't know if they're doing any more at the moment. So. Gaston starts out as the hero mm-hmm. of that story. And he, by revealing more and more about himself and his motivation, becomes more and more monstrous. That is the genius of that film. That being said, not only should Gaston not be redeemed, he's so basic bitch He's my trash. He's, oh, my trash. He is my okay. trash. He is a he is a simple man from a simple town who doesn't trust anything that he doesn't understand and will do anything to possess the woman that he deems is as beautiful as himself. Hot take here. He is a similar storyline to Cusco, but Cusco gets learned empathy, whereas Gaston, because he becomes obsessed with trying to marry Belle... He loses any empathy that he had. He has no similarities or things that to get in common with with this woman. He is just wants her because she is beautiful, and I must possess the beautiful thing. And it's literally him inciting riots and going to attack. Yeah, because like playing as him, I can see easily that it would be really cool. Get the villagers if, on his side. Like the villagers may not be on your side, but like if you collect more and more villagers, they help you at the end. One of the most insulting things they did with the live action remake, and I know we talk about this a lot, but I am going to bring it up here because we are talking about Gaston specifically, is to make him a sufferer of PTSD and then to translate that into not only does he suffer PTSD from the war, no, he actually craves war. He craves violence. And that's what all PTSD sufferers are actually suffering from. I don't remember him having PTSD. Yeah, they, he had like real issues with like adjusting back into town. The townspeople didn't like perfectly trust him. He was much nicer to bell trying to work his way in like back from the war yes lefou isn't it nice to be here back to normal and then lefou calming him down after he punches, <laughs> punches Maurice think... in the face in, no i could be they gave wrong. him they gave him damage is what they did they gave him damage he's not a one-dimensional i covet the thing and if i don't have the thing i will kill the thing that wants it they take him from that to oh he's he's kind of sympathetic look he wants to like get along with bell he pretends in order he doesn't force her to marry him with I a whole wedding ceremony he just asks her Hey, I would really like to. And she's like, I will never do that, which is unwarranted in the lead up of that character. If it's not specifically PTSD, it's implying that people who went to war and came back are damaged and crave well, war, war does change you, but... You are getting caught up in the weeds, my dude. The important thing here is that... <laughs> You're the one who brought it up! The important thing here is that he's my trash. He is so basic bitch villain that I can't I... even begin to imagine. And I have seen them try to do it. You can't redeem him. He's not made to be redeemed. And he, he just... 
He just he's needs a, to he's be a being a that guy. fears un um sorry, not uninterrupted. Unexpected change. If he expects to change, then it's okay. But he is a being that fears unexpected change that he deems to be wrong. So when Belle, who is like a good looking woman that came to town, well, oh, I'm a good looking guy. Well, we should get together. Okay. And she'll say yes because I'm Gaston. But she says no. I don't like that. Huh. Yeah, that's that's not right. I'll have to try harder. I mean he's he's Apollo, is what he is. <laughs> yeah, or Apollo is based on him, I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's I wouldn't put him in my trash, but I definitely would put him on redeemable. Mm-hmm. So that is actually the end of the villainous expansion packs. And there are a lot more villains. I'm talking so many three to four times the amount that we talked about here. Cause like we didn't even get into say like Atlantis or um, which is really weird. Cause they have Emperor's new crew, but not Atlantis. Hmm. Um, I know Atlantis. Or, you can just, he's my trash too. <laughs> or home on the range. <laughs> that's trash, trash. Um, but then it does get to, it does get a little complicated when you get into the more recent movies. Like one of my favorites, Meet the Robinson. Um, you have Doris, who is the Hat, who is the evil entity. But in reality, the Bowler Hat guy is like the bad guy. But he does kind of redeem himself at the end. Yeah. So there's so there's a bunch more villains we could have covered. But again, yeah. we restricted ourselves to the villainous list. And in the end, by a landslide, we have determined that no matter what movies come out in the future. <sighs> Most Disney villains should not be redeemed. There's one that we forgot. Not necessarily because they're not. This is one that needs to be on villainous. It may even be like on the adult villainous. What are we looking for? Claude Frollo. Claude Frollo, for those who couldn't tell. Please don't ASMR into the mic ever again. Please, I I mean it. (laughs) I mean it. Hello, everyone. Stop it. I'm taking the headphones off. I'm leaving. Okay, 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 okay. All right. I've I've moved away from the mic. Um, But yeah, there's like Claude Frollo. Judge Claude Frollo. And even like Governor Ratcliffe. Can you imagine those playing as those two? Governor Ratcliffe would have gone into trash if he had shown up on this Oh, yeah. He's absolute garbage. He's garbage. Even though he's voiced by uh, David Ogden Stiers. Uh, Claude Frollo is perhaps the most fleshed out, interesting, and compelling villain that Disney has ever crafted that is still non-redeemable. You shouldn't. That no. It goes against the whole ethos. It's about two men in love with one woman. I pursued her. She ran. I, no, she ran. I pursued her. I am, I am not at fault. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, old white man. Just like that is the dichotomy of that movie, and it deserves to be that way. If Judge Claude Frollo shows yeah. up, he'd be fun to play as. He should not be redeemed. There's a there's a lot, and like I said, there's a lot of villains that we left on the table. And you know, tell us if we did not talk about your favorite vil- Disney villain. Maybe a hundred episodes from now, we'll do the other villains. Oh God, that's Just, that's all. That's a lot. We'd have to like pare it down some. So um, let's do our pitches, pitches real quick, and then um, call it our, a day. Fantastic. Do you want to go first, or shall I? I'll go first because I think mine will be quick um, or quick enough. And as we mentioned before, it is actually Radcliffe, and it's less of a. You mean pitch. Radigan? Yes, I do. <laughs> Radigan. Um, it's less of a pitch and more of headcanon, um, but it still could be kind of like a uh, a. Uh, precursor to the great mouse detective. I never noticed how I don't, I don't want to put any labels on anything. This is just my interpretation 
as who I am. Oh, yeah. So queer coding is a neutral term. It doesn't have to mean that the in, that the creator of the product intended it. It doesn't mean that they actually are. It's just it's coded that way and it can be read that way if the viewer is familiar with that. And I think I know where you're going with this. So I want to yeah. preface it that this isn't like they clearly meant it and they were hiding and repressing it. No, it has a lot to do with the Hayes Code. And I'll put a link of this really good thing about degaying Disney villains uh, that I read that really helped me with this well, particular one. For this particular one, I am gaying up. Yeah, so what I'm saying yeah. is the live the live action ones degayed their Disney villains and make yeah. them boring by okay. comparison. Whereas if you leave the flamboyancy, the queer coding... Except for Beauty become... and the Beast, which I think they enhanced a little bit more. Because <laughs> LeFou, Le, Le, Le like, I think LeFou and Gaston would have made a cute couple. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, because I really care about what the two villains get up to with their gay love. Oh, yummy. Go on. But I also think that that's part of the reason why it failed is because they did make it into like not into a lovers thing that just are unrequited love, kind of a Harley Quinn and Joker it thing. It doesn't move the plot forward. It's not necessary. Uh, well, there's plenty of stuff that doesn't move the plot forward that is necessary. But with Radigan and Basil, who is the great mass detective, the quasi um, Moriarty and Sherlock, respectively, the way they interact with each other throughout this movie, and we just watched this like last night or the night before, so it's very fresh in my mind while we're recording this. Um, it's very apparent that they are obsessed with each other. Now, you can say the same thing about Sherlock and Moriarty, and you could still say what I'm about to say about Sherlock and Moriarty. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that disagree with me, and that's fine. I'm talking specifically about Basil and Radigan. The way that they interact with each other, the way they talk about each other, and some of their mannerisms, too, really make me feel like they knew each other in a different life when they were younger, maybe like a boarding school or a finishing school for boys or something like that. And I think that they loved each other in a in a romantic sense. I, I do believe that just, and this is my... So I putting an asterisk on this. I am a straight white cis dude who like I, I am I'm absolutely coming at this from the outside. So there might there might be plenty of disagreements from people who are and I if if I offend anyone, I apologize in advance. But I believe that they were even lovers, maybe not, you know, in a relationship, but lovers, because I, I believe they're electrical. Um, their chemistry, their energy, their intellectual um, intellects, their similar intellects and levels of intellects even drew them to each other because they both love being the smartest one in the room, but they love being challenged too. They love solving that riddle, solving that problem. And Radigan, I believe, was drawn to be evil because something happens. He's like, well, I need to get back at this person or I need to right this kind of wrong or you know they shouldn't have done this they need to be punished and basil's like no they the proper authorities need to punish them or you know whatever and he's like but you know that they won't solve this and it, and it, it causes a, a huge rift between them to the point where they become antagonists versus you know um, allies or friends and and there's mannerisms. I mean, Vincent Price voices Radigan. So, I mean, there's already a flamboyancy there because fucking Vincent Price. But um, the way they, the way I saw Basil this last time painted it in this light, that's just like, that's actually kind of a really cool idea. And it would absolutely add 
a not a redeeming quality to Radigan, but it would explain a, a few things that we don't necessarily get in the movie. And I would love to see it explored, but it's not necessarily a redeeming quality. So that's my pitch, is that Radigan and Basil were possibly lovers at one point in time, or at least closer than enemies, a lot closer than enemies. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of, uh, you know, Anakin and um, uh, Obi-Wan, but not in, I was not thinking, in a mentor-mentee. No, I was thinking Magneto and Xavier. Magneto and Xavier, yeah. But I want the way some things happened during the movie, excuse me, I think it was deeper than that. I, I That's a really good comparison, though. So, you know, kudos to you. Not that you need my kudos. Not that You're you a strong, independent woman that don't need a man. But, um, you know, something in those lines. Something along those lines. Oh, they're, so. they're such bitchy ex-boyfriends. They so are. Because look at how defeated Basil gets right before the, the trap. He he's he literally deflates. He, he's got a puff chest and he just deflates because he knows he failed and it's so glorious and it's just oh god yeah they're bitchy ex-boyfriends absolutely catty and bitchy and and even ratty so and plus you know radigan has a cat that he adores <laughs> <laughs> and basil has a dog that he can't control <laughs> yeah so um there are some other signs but that's that's my head cannon slash pitch uh, for me, I've got to go Maleficent, just the original bad bitch. Uh, and she was kind of the person to get this whole party started with these like live action reimaginings, not just like putting uh, Glenn Close in a crazy wig and making her do pratfalls. Like this is <laughs> Liz is real. Like let's or Hugh Laurie. Yeah. No, no, not Hugh Laurie. The guy who was House. Yeah. That's not Hugh Laurie. That is Hugh Laurie. That is not Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie was uh, Stuart Little. That's the same person. Shit. <laughs> Alright, I gotta look this up because I'm I'm doubting myself right now. That is you, Lori. All three of those men, same man. Damn. Wow. He's a very I, good I, actor. I, I, I fucked up. He's okay. a very good actor. You didn't even notice he was the same person all three times. And then uh the guy who played um uh the uh, patriarch of the Weasley family, Arthur Weasley. Mm -hmm. He was the uh, other guy who's Jasper or whatever. Yeah, but we're not like that. The, Maleficent is the one who got this idea of the whole remake our story and tell a different story. What if the villain was not a villain? What if she was just living in her own land? And what if it was this crazy dude from District Nine who actually fucked her over? Yeah, I love the comparisons between uh, rape and clipping her wings like it's so palpable like stupid levels of feminism eking out all over this movie and that's why it's my trash like Aaron says his public face he just realized like what that was that's why Julie delivers such a good performance right there she gets it and yeah being, really? being intimate letting your guard down with the person and then to be harmed in the most intimate way possible and also, how do you killing oh, her? How do you not wake up with your wings being clipped off? Oh, Jesus! Oh Christ. no, he drugged her straight up. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So it's it my trash, and I do love the end that true love that she had true love for Aurora. So that's that's sweet and all, but again, yeah, kind of along the same lines of Frozen, Frozen. is like kiss of true true love. Maleficent kiss. doesn't walked, have to be romantic. Maleficent walked so Frozen could run. <laughs> no, <laughs> Maleficent walked so Frozen. Could also walk. <laughs> uh, but for me, I don't... Maleficent walked so Frozen could walk so Raya could run. Yeah. 
Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, yes. Um, the idea for though me though the idea to me though behind Maleficent why she should be evil. Also, is, that's not a spoiler. Sorry. No, yeah. Uh, is that fey culture? The king invited literally every other fairy in the entire yeah, world. Yeah, if we're gonna go back to the original story, except like, for her. And that is a huge... He invited one sect of the fa- fairies. Because he didn't invite uh, every though. It was just the three. The three showed up as emissaries. But he personally excluded the invitation of Maleficent. who's was like, oh, we gonna play this game? Okay, I curse your daughter. I curse your kingdom. I curse you all. You gotta curse, and you gotta curse, and you especially. Big ol' curse. So I love the idea that she immediately finds Aurora because these other fairies are in common. Like, there's a bunch of things I like, but I don't like her becoming sympathetic in a human way what i more appreciate is my idea for a remake is that maleficent does get invited to the christening and because she does get invited she gives aurora like the most bomb ass gift possible like a really good one like you like are, you when are you, afraid of me you but you love still the child me. but hate the parent you want to give them like the frozen recorder book the child is going to love it the parents are gonna hate it so, like, you know, something along those lines. And and even still, like, there's a Tumblr post about this this specific idea and theory that once Maleficent gives her that gift, then the other fairies are going to feel inadequate. Like, oh, no, we got to give her better gifts. But, oh, no, we also got her this. Yeah, just keep ramping it up. That kingdom is going to become the most prosperous kingdom forever. Mm-hmm. That Aurora will rule forever. And that then if we want to keep a, like, nice relationship, which I did and honestly enjoyed Maleficent, maybe... Uh, Maleficent becomes Aurora's evil godmother, evil fairy godmother, where uh, like she just shows up, is like, is that boy troubling you? And just like hovers like a menace <laughs> over her shoulder. Like like adores Aurora, hates everybody else. Exactly. Like yeah. she's like, oh, well, I can't hate you. The rest of you are are garbage. Go away. Me and the oh, child are going to have a, a play date. Who just was something like this? Who like grew to love a char- another character and hates everybody else? Rosa but- Diaz. That's I was thinking something along those lines. Yeah, like I, I, I hate to say it, something who someone who's not cis or straight, but like adore somebody. But it's some it's 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 it was human to human. I can't remember who it was. There was a, there was a very cute like BuzzFeed video. It's like uh, learning to deal with your best friend's kid, and it's this guy who's like, oh oh, you're here. Um, oh. Okay, well Go let's away. get you some um, juice. I guess it's a baby she could have water or milk oh so no bloody margaritas? mary like yeah <laughs> like and it does grow to absolutely adore this kid so i there i would love to see that too i think that's a great idea Liz. if you're gonna again you don't need my accolades but i'm still giving them to you let her still be a villain let her still be evil and do mean things but let her just maybe love tampered this a little person. bit by aurora you yeah know? she's not here to be redeemed she's here to just be like I will love this human being until the day they die because I am Faye and I can't be reasoned with like a normal human being. <gasps> what if the three of them, like Maleficent shows up late because she's fashionably late and that's what, just who she is. Mm-hmm. What if the three of them give her the gifts early like you will always be loved or like people will fall in love with you. And Maleficent sees that as like the bad thing it could be like, oh, you will never have a moment's peace. Men will constantly be harassing you. You will never do this. And like gives her like a like this gift that seems like something else, but it's actually like this gift of strength or this gift of like. You will have the power to say no. Yeah. And and the no will mean it. When she says no, other people will have to listen to her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like exactly. So like there's all sorts of cool things. There's like, there's like a huge feminist, like, deeper dive in this if like, you want hollywood more, <laughs> if you want more hot takes women and other monsters please check it out just zimmerman audible <laughs> all right so 
Um, that was a great pitch, Liz. I, I would love to see that myself. And I would like to see uh, Sherlock and Holmes where they finally get to be gay for each other. So, yes. You mean Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Sherlock Holmes and John Watson. Uh, that would be kind of fun. Rewatching yeah. the first episode. Like, yeah, they, they definitely have chemistry. Boy. Like, yeah. hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. They definitely have chemistry. But specifically for me, it's Basil and Radigan. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I So, if you guys have any disagreements let us know in the comments we really want to we would love to hear them just once Aaron I'd like you to say if they disagree they can go fuck off <laughs> just once there are plenty of times when I think that I haven't said it but there are plenty of times when I think that <laughs> uh but this is definitely one of those situations if you disagree let us know in the comments below um we would love to hear who and why and tell us which villain got left out unceremoniously and why we should talk about them exactly because there's a huge list that we did not cover so um thank you guys for listening uh, be sure to check out all of our links and go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea so you can listen to Women and Other Monsters by Jess Zimmerman. I got that right in the first try. Wow. Nice job, babe. High five for you. Woo! <laughs> um, and uh, we look forward to uh, discussing maybe more Marvel properties coming up in the near future. We did leave them out this time. Yeah. So um, only fair. Maybe we'll do a Marvel villain soon or... Something else, Marvel. There's a lot of trash in Marvel films, guys. (laughs) Maybe another show that's coming out in a couple of months will uh, inspire Mm. us to do that. You know, hint, 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 h